Welcome to Harrimanology, the official podcast to keep up with Harriman City. We'll take you inside the city, explore the latest news and updates, show you how your government operates, and discuss the issues that affect us all. Now, here are your hosts talking all things Harriman on Harrimanology. Welcome, welcome to Harrimanology, talking all things Harriman City. I am Jala Follett, the communications manager for Harriman City. Uh, Tammy Moody, assistant city manager, is out today. She's dealing with other issues. She's fine. A few things came up on her plate, so she had to miss out on today's episode. But we do have a room full of wonderful people from the Harriman Police Department. And we're going to jump right in and introduce to you the new community services unit. We'll, we'll talk about what that is, what they do, who they are, so you can give them a wave as you see them around town. So first, I'd like to introduce... Uh, HPD Chief Troy Carr. Chief, how are you doing today? Good, John. How are you today? Excellent. Couldn't be happier to be here. Uh, Sergeant Greg Shaver as well. Well, hello. Hello. Who has been on before. I think we talked uh, snow plowing and snow talked parking snow, last time. Oh, that fluffy white That stuff. was fun. We've had a lot more of that recently. Yeah. Spontaneous. And you love, love it. I don't think it's spontaneous. It's, yeah. Well, <laughs> they I don't for- watch the news, so it's spontaneous. They forecast that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, they well, forecast Wait that. a minute. No, it's 2022, Greg. Have you met our forecasters? <laughs> yeah. I think they're wrong half the time. Yeah. And they still keep their job. <laughs> so, huh. <laughs> it's kind of like baseball players. Right. And golfers. <laughs> Joined as well by uh, Jenny Harward for the Hello. community services unit. And I don't know if your mic is on. Is it? Try that. Hello. There we go. We want to hear Jenny and Aaron Carney from the Community Services Unit. How are you, Aaron? Good. Good to be here. What is the Community Services Unit? Just a basic overview, if you wouldn't mind, Chief, because uh, yeah. you've seen a, a long-term vision of this and what it looks yeah. like today, what it'll look like in the future as well. Truly, our vision was to start to approach problems in our city with a multidisciplinary uh, team such as this. And within this team, we have parking, code enforcement, animal services, our traffic unit events, all those kind of... Uh, systems and units that work hand in hand to solve problems more holistically. What are the duties of the community services unit? What are the things that you see out there in the new community services trucks? Yeah, have you seen <laughs> the new trucks rolling around? Yes. They look great. They look great. Yeah, they do. Similar to the animal services truck. They are. That's and, on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know the guy who designed him. He's a great guy. He's, he's all right. Yeah. Well, we like him. Uh, Greg, why don't you tell us all about the community services unit? Greg's really taken this under... Uh, his wing and and got it launched very well. Yep, I got one day. Chief comes says we're starting a community <laughs> service unit and shaver. Here you go. I was like, why? Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That's why they sweat when I walk down the hall. They all act busy and pick up papers like ah. <laughs> community service unit um, is a incorporated code enforcement that was not under a Harriman Police Department, but under the city. So we incorporate that over and kind of are trying to identify issues within the community that's lower in image of the city with with inoperable vehicles, uh, trash, things like that. So, you know, excessive weeds, encroachments in our open space. So with that, you know, we fired two, two people, Aaron and Jenny, who are absolutely awesome, come very well-versed within code. And then we took the parking because we get a lot of complaints about parking. And it was really uh, taking a toll on my traffic unit to where my guys were dealing with more complaints in regards to parking than they were in regards to moving violations. Oh, wow. So this has definitely helped my two traffic guys to be more um, active with moving violations. And Aaron and Jenny have helped tremendously with um, 
getting compliance in regards to the parking issues. Which is really what we're looking for, right? <clears throat> is compliance out of this system. Correct. You also see them assisting our patrol officers with crashes oh. or traffic stops as being an additional um, uh, safety aspect to that. So they'll respond to a crash and set up a nice buffer zone to make sure people are aware of a crash ahead and to be uh, moving over and slowing down to allow those officers that are out there either on the traffic stop or um, cleaning up a crash to stay safe. You'll also see them helping with a lot of our events. So the rodeo, town days, um, smaller events like the back basket dash coming up on April 6th. Don't get 7th, it wrong. 7th, 9th. Ninth? You know, I should have oh. that memorized. You should, John. It's a Saturday. You don't it's the 9th, April 9th. <laughs> I was right. She was right. Jenny was right. So just to clarify, <laughs> April 9th. April 9th, 9th is April the back 9th. basket dash. Hairman.org slash basket dash. <laughs> yep. You'll and, see it there. And one thing that they'll be doing is they'll be on duty on that Saturday morning um, and making sure that we're not having any issues that are spilling over from Butterfield Park that are encroaching into the residential areas and blocking driveways, mailboxes, and things like that. Um, so you, you do bring up a good point though, Greg, and, and perhaps we should take a look at that. We hired people specifically for their talents, uh, to that end. Um, and when you talked about crashes, we have Aaron who comes to us from Utah state IMT team, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. Where you learned quite a bit about, yep. yeah, how to handle those things for us. Um, where before we had officers that were trying to control traffic and take care of the accident and, and provide medical care. They don't have to worry about that anymore. They come up and start taking care of that. We know that our our outer containments and stuff are taken care of by uh, folks like Aaron and, and Jenny. And Jenny comes to us from West Valley. And I did code enforcement yeah. and parking and events. <laughs> All those things we All needed things. some help with yeah. to make sure that we were secure in what we were doing. So and great been, people doing a great job. And it's been great for me because they've come in and really taken the reins on this and with their expertise and knowledge have been a blessing. Which is incredible because Greg tells me he knows everything. So now I know he didn't and he's learned. No, I do. I just like making others look good. Um, so in the future, we'll be adding in, you know, some different programs that will help us streamline the, the parking violations. Um, we're still, you know, educate rather an arrest type of deal or citations. So if we can go out and place our warnings and whatnot, we try to get compliance with our warnings first. But if it just becomes an, an ongoing issue, then we're going to be issuing those citations and, and dealing with it that way. By the way, citations are not the main funding source of the police department. Everyone's smiling well, at here. <laughs> a well-misunderstood <laughs> issue. Uh, the police do not get money from citations. Where does that go? Quick tangent here, just out of curiosity. I think a lot of people were wondering this. The money really goes to the state, and a lot of people truly believe that it goes to a police department. We're out there trying to pay for the PD off of writing more citations. It has nothing to do with it. None of that money comes to the Harriman Police Department. How is the Harriman Police Department funded? Just really quickly. So the Harriman Police Department is funded out of a uh, taxing district that is called Harriman City Safety Enforcement Area, or known as HCC. And what happens is as a resident of Harriman or a business owner, you pay in your property tax for police. And that's the HCC part of that. So same is true for the fire department. It comes out of the HCFSA. And that stands for the Harriman City Fire Service Area. Those are funds that are collected through, like I said, through the property tax to pay for those public safety entities. Um, there's a certain safety measure to that. Uh, if a city were ever to go bankrupt or defunct, your, your public safety is secure. 
So a lot of places will use it for that. It's not as common in Utah. Uh, on the Wasatch Front, there are some fire departments and districts that are funded by that, but typically police departments, uh, this is kind of new to police department, but it's a secure funding. Uh, what have you seen, Aaron and Jenny, residents, if you've, as you've been talking to them here in the first few months of being here with this new unit, what has that looked like? And what do you hope to have that look like in coming months and coming years? Coming here, there's been a lot of, a lot of things that have, have needed to change. Um, and so Jenny and I have worked real hard to kind of work with the, the citizens and kind of encourage them and say, hey, like, mm-hmm. you know, that for, for a long time, yeah, you may have been able to park this way or, or do this certain thing, um, but let's kind of work with you and kind of educate you and, and then get you to comply. And, and then there's been a lot, of, a lot of times where that's exactly what's happened, where I communicate with them and they come into compliance and they, they problem solved. Um, that's kind of really what we're kind of trying to accomplish is just trying to get the community to be better. Um, kind of as the, as the chief kind of always brings up the, the restorative justice kind of model of, of working with the community and <coughs> engaging them to get them to kind of do what's best for the community. Why does that matter? Why is that important to any community? I think it's important because people assume that it's their property. They can do whatever they want to do. Then the government comes in and tells them what they can and can't do. Um, so the education important, the education part of it is is very important. So they do understand that it's not just the government. That there is a, a certain standard that the city has to take. What are some of the most frequently asked questions or frequently seen issues specific to Harriman that you run into every day? A lot of issues that I see for code enforcement are people parking on their landscaped areas, inoperable vehicles in their backyard or weeds, a lot of outside storage uh, with couches and refrigerators. That's what I've noticed. Both aesthetic and safety issues. Correct. Yep. Like, especially when you look on the the safety side of it. I mean, I'm, I'm a Harriman resident. I've been through the several fires that we've had here. And so when you've got a non-defensible space, you've got junk and weeds and inoperable vehicles, all these problems, um, it, it can cause a, an issue with first responders trying to protect your property or other people's property. Um, and so, it, it, yeah, it really, really, it can be a, a pretty serious public safety issue because if you have a large fire, you know, it's going to feed that fire. Um, and then on the aesthetic side of it, you've got property values is a big one where when your property is upkept, um, the whole community can benefit from that. Um, so your neighbors can actually benefit from that as well. And Aaron makes a good point with the fires. We saw that through Colorado, right? How quickly that rolled through a city much like ours and devastated it. Entire neighborhoods leveled. So it's super important to make sure that our flammables are stored correctly, that garbage, junk, weeds, those kind of things are taken care of. Mm-hmm. And that's our job. We're stepping in uh, now that we're associated with the police department. Say, so we're here to help you. How can we help you gain compliance and be a good neighbor? be a good community partner. A lot of the residents don't understand us coming up to them and explaining to them this is a situation that needs to be cleaned up um, because they've done it for the last 30 years. And all of a sudden, here we are telling them what they need to do. And we want we want quality. Harriman's been a small town for a while, and it's changed. It's, it's metropolitan now. We're increasing drastically. A lot of people are moving in. Um, so we want to stay on top of that. So it's still a beautiful place for people to move to and enjoy. Yeah. Right. And part of our traffic woes uh, can be minimized with the way we park and how we have to unload a city every morning and load it in. These guys do that. 
So remember, it's as easy for one person to drive to work. Well, in the back scenes to that is us trying to make sure that that flows properly. People don't get in accidents. Kids don't run out behind parked cars that shouldn't be parked where they're, where they're parked and get hit. What are some of the most common places you see parked cars that shouldn't be there? Next to a stop sign. Yeah, that's a big one. Close to the intersection. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cross a that crosswalk. Ab- that obstructs sight of... Line, your line of line sight. Of line of, yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's a big one, like when you're, like especially like near stop signs and crosswalks, you park too close to that. Uh, you can have someone walk out and no one will see them. And that, that I mean, that can get someone killed. Well, it's in it. It's with, you know, when you think of the sight distance, that all that all goes hand in hand with what your perception and reaction time. So within our community service on the traffic side of thing, we also deal with the, our fatal crashes. So our team investigates those. And when we have obstructions that are limiting um, drivers that chance to react to that obstruction, whether it be a basketball rolling out a dog or a little kid chasing them, um, we may end up having a fatality. And we obviously don't want that to happen. So um, our ultimate goal is to make sure everybody operates safely and returns home to their families. Um, And they don't have to deal with that tragedy. Uh, I can speak firsthand of I've been on hundreds of fatal crashes in my career. And I don't like going to um, our neighbors' homes within the city and knocking on their door and letting them know that something so simple as parking 30 feet from an intersection to allow decent line of sight didn't happen and your child or your grandmother or your best friend has been killed in an auto pedestrian crash. So everyone thinks sometimes, you know, we'll get calls of can't believe you're writing tickets. You have better things to do. Well, in our traffic unit, this is our better thing to do is to make sure that your loved one makes it home. And, you know, I, I'll, I, I take things pretty passionately. So, you know, if, if people want to call in and have a conversation, more than love to have that conversation. Kind of got, so in my career, I had a different thought process of what I wanted to do and kind of just was like, hey, try this route. And that's what it's become. So with our motor unit and traffic and now community services with code and the code enforcement side of I've learned a lot with code enforcement and there's been a lot of things that we've identified um, that needed changed and corrected um, in order for it to be enacted appropriately. Um, And we're still every day we're, we're finding new things that we're like, uh, you know, Harriman was the good old days of handshakes and pat on the back. And that, that can't happen any longer because we're growing too fast. Um, Things need to be documented and and, um, things need to be, completed the correct way. Um, so we've identified a lot of things that we'll be addressing in the near future um, that might not make some people very happy, but it will make others very happy. I think you make a good point, Greg, that uh, the city's become something different. And with that, we need to grow and develop new ordinances, uh, fix others that aren't working for us to create a safe place for us to live. Well, and, and one thing is, is I've been out here working in Harriman City since 2010. And we used to... Um, go through the Salt Lake County's ordinances and didn't really didn't have a lot of our own ordinances for the identity of our city. So as we're going through things, we're seeing ordinances outdated that are still reflecting back to Salt Lake County ordinances, um, which we need to make sure they get changed and fit the identity of Harriman. As a municipality, we need to have our own ordinances. We can't rely on a county ordinance. 
if people have if people see an ordinance that they have a concern with, thinking maybe it doesn't fit right, should they submit that to the city? Yeah, should, let us know. Should mm-hmm. they submit that to code yeah. enforcement? How do they do yeah. so? I guess I think there's a couple ways they can do it. They can one reach out to us, and we can have a conversation about the intent of that code, and if what they bring up makes sense to where we should. Um, take it to the legal team or if they want to come to a city council meeting and bring up an ordinance specifically and and say I have questions or concerns about this and or, and let us know of that. I think that's great too. It's what the government process is about. Yep. Well, and that's what's so important about keeping it local is, you know, instead of relying on county or state or anything like that, the citizens can actually determine, hey, this is what we want for our identity and for what we need for our, our city. And then we can kind of build that that community that way. But again, back to that vision of community services, all of these things fit together. And hopefully we're helping you understand how that works. What are some of the other functions of community services either going on now or that we'll see the unit do this year, next year, years down the road? Well, we expect that this unit's going to grow and it's going to grow under Greg's direction. We expect that there will be more people in this unit to help because the problems are going to get larger as our, our city grows. Um, but part of that is to manage the problem we have now and start to develop and build for the problems that we see coming in the future. Uh, we want you to live in Harriman. We want you to have a great time, be safe here. And a lot of that has to do with these amazing women and men that, that come out every morning and before the sun comes up, uh, they're out making sure that we unload the city and then they stay and load the city back in every day. Let's talk about HOAs really quick. Different rules, if you will, from the city. How do HOAs function versus city streets? How, how do we make that work? How does parking enforcement work within HOAs, towing, that sort of thing? So HOAs are interesting, right? Um, they HOAs basically say, hey, we want to create and have our own rules and regulations. So they adopt their CCNRs and their pay, residents pay a fee. And in order to have compliance within their neighborhood, um, which we do not enforce. We do not enforce parking in an HOA with the exception of blocking a fire hydrant or in a disabled parking space. Other than that, um, HOAs are, will be required to contract a tow company if they have any issues. And here, um, again, in the near future, we uh, Harriman will have a qualified towing list, which an HOAs can refer to that we will basically vet the towing companies um, with inspections of their vehicles, making sure they're in compliance with UDOT. Um, all their drivers are licensed, um, they're insured. and Making they, sure they comply with our ordinances involving. Making sure they comply HOA. with our ordinances. And, and the HOAs can select who they want to contract from that list. Um, and that list will also comprise for our, our towing rotation that's on the public roads. But some HOAs are different. Some you'll, the yeah, properties. Yeah, some changes, right? Not all of them are created equal. Right. Some properties, it's just the homes that are HOA, but the roads are public. Um, but but Other I think, the whole thing is private. Or the, right, all of them are yeah. private. And, and, and we've even found that there are some roads that um, are in between multiple landowners right. that are uh, easement. Right which people are calling us, hey, we have a parking issue here, and we found out that that's all private property. However, there's four or five different property owners that have interest on that easement that they'll have right. to work with to figure the problem out. 
Um, but those are things where it can come to us, we can um, investigate it and come back with an appropriate answer on how they can handle that issue. For the residents, it's super easy for them to tell the HOA signs are blue and the city's, mm -hmm. the city streets are green. So blue means private road. Correct. Green is public road. Which also means they, the blue signed streets won't be plowed in snow seasons by right. city well, they plow will. trucks. Right, but it's up to that HOA to plow right. it. So right. So, if, yeah, yeah, if you don't see the city truck in there, don't call us to complain. Call your HOA if it's if it right. is an HOA private road. Yep. That's why you pay those fees. Um, and again, if we find an issue that's a code violation or something within an HOA, it's the HOA that can be fined. So, the, I mean, it, it opened, it's, there's a whole lot of different avenues to that, which we take case by case. And, that, and that's why it's, it's important when you live in an HOA to regularly look at your CCNRs um, because you might identify and say, well, we, we actually don't have this in our CCNR. Maybe we need to fix this because um, that way the HOAs can then manage that private property that, that a resident is paying a fee for them to manage and then they can do it correctly. Those are really good points to be involved mm -hmm. if you live in an HOA to understand what the rules are there. Because not all of them are the same either. There are state regulations about HOAs, mm -hmm. so great point there. If people want to get a hold of the community services unit, either to submit a parking complaint or a code enforcement complaint, how do they get a hold of you? This is a big question, and we have a lot of good answers for it. Greg and, and Aaron and Jenny have done a lot of work on this. Many different ways that we're trying to reach our community and that they can reach us. So we're trying to keep it um, simple so it doesn't get lost in the process. So if you have a parking complaint, you can email parking at harrimanpd.org. If you have a code enforcement complaint, you can email code enforcement at harrimanpd.org. Or you can just go to our Harriman City webpage, you know, harriman.org, and um, under police and services, you will find parking and code enforcement links that will take you straight to a um, web form where you can enter your complaint and that gets forwarded to a basically a workflow spreadsheet that Aaron and Jenny check daily and respond to. So what you're hearing is as our residents make that complaint, real time it fills in their workflow for the next day. Mm -hmm. And these officers are getting the exact information from the person making that complaint. They're going out and reacting to it. So we have very few um, on-view issues. 90% of our responses come from our residents advising us of the issues. On-view meaning as you're driving around? kind of That we see it and yeah. take our own action. The actions taken are, are mostly driven by the, the residents in our community. And just like in any other facet of law enforcement, the eyes of our residents are our eyes. And we, we simply just can't be everywhere all the time. We truly depend on our public to let us know what's going on. If they need help, call us. What's a good phone number for code enforcement for parking? So you can get to either code or parking from the same phone number. It's 801-727-0955. And when you call that, it'll kind of give you an automated directory, which if it's a code enforcement or a parking complaint, and then you can basically give us your name, your information, what's the complaint, you know, and then, and then we can contact you if you want, um, or, or you can just leave it at that and then we can go deal with it. Yeah. And this is all very new, uh, very in innovative, especially for a city our size. You see it in Philadelphia and Miami and other cities. 
uh, but we're trying to take the lead on this in in small to medium-sized cities. We're going to be getting some branding out there and some marketing uh, through your department, I might add, and hopefully some fridge stickers and those kind of things to help people understand who they need to call and with. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people are happy to see you. I'm happy to see you when you come through the office. Um, Good-looking trucks, if I may say so myself. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> John has had the pleasure of us being in his office a lot to fix, like, hey, we want this. We're very needy. Right. But it's about branding, right? And, and a lot of that is to get the word out so that the residents can use this service. This is an important service. As Aaron's pointed out, uh, it's a safety matter, and we want to make sure everybody has it. And when you see our community services, wave, say hi. They're out there to make sure that your interests are secured and yep. you're safe. I mean, stop us. We'll talk to you. Say hi. And yeah. if you have questions and they're yeah. driving around the neighborhood, stop them and say, "What? how would I get rid of this? Where do mm-hmm. I take that? Um, and when we're there to help. We'll have those answers for you. Yep. Harriman.org. Uh, go to police services. You can find code enforcement and parking there. Or you can just go in the search bar and type in code enforcement or parking. Um, you can email code enforcement at harrimanpd.org or parking at hermanpd.org, depending on your issue, of course. And that phone number one more time. 801-727-0955. Thanks, Chief Carr. John, Sar- it's my pleasure as always. Sergeant Shaver, appreciate it. Jenny, Aaron, glad to have you. Uh, that'll be all for today's episode of Hermanology. We'll catch you next time.